the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 37 for the week of January 30th, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I did that just for you, you know, John. Wow. Boy, that was off the chart. <laughs> off man. the charts. Why I oughta. Yeah. So, yeah, Dave Hamilton, I'm John Braun, and uh, um, um, we, have a, we have a surprise, but we'll, we'll keep that a surprise. We'll right? keep that a surprise for now. I mean, it's not really a surprise. <laughs> we talked about it during the last show, but, you know. That's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, how was your weekend? Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm here. That's good because otherwise I'd be doing this alone. Well, kind of. <laughs> Maybe not. Nah, uneventful weekend. Uneventful. There you go. Well, I guess that's not so bad. So, hey, there's something very special about this podcast. You know, something we've never done before, and it has to do with us on this end here me you know what that this is john end? which end your end not on my, my end. end yeah there's nothing, no, there's Th- nothing this is being this end. is being recorded from atop the tmo towers east this is the first what? podcast that i've done from the new studio you know get out. get out yeah so we, we had a we had a bunch of names come in for it people uh sent in a whole bunch of stuff that we'll talk about later but uh my favorite so far was uh was something from Corey Cooper. He he gave a big long list, and my favorite on the list was the audio attic. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something, right? Okay, so uh, like tonight, our uh, and I'm sorry, I got a weird mic setup up here. It's not perfect, so you might hear me scratching on the desk and that sort of thing because I'm sitting for other reasons. You're sitting. I'm sitting tonight. I'm crawling out of my chair. Actually, I'm, I I don't know that I can do this while I'm sitting. <laughs> but I'm going to try it. So if I'm a little extra hyper and fidgety tonight, that's why. I don't know if we can handle that. Well, I I don't know if I can handle that. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be our, 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 our topic of the show tonight is going to be a couple of applications that we kind of want to talk about in depth. One of them will be iPhoto and, and, and that will sort of spill out into iLife 06 in general. And, uh, and then I want to talk about a, a new app that I've been using for the last week called Yojimbo and I just can't get enough of it, so. That's that. Yo, Jimbo. Yeah. And of course, we've got audio comments and listener feedback and all kinds of other stuff to fill the time. And we appreciate you spending your time with us. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Well, let's start with iLife06. And, and uh, do, do you want to tell them the surprise, John, or should I? The surprise is on Dave's end. The surprise is on my end. Part of the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna tell him? All right. So we we have brought in a a special guest because, of course, I can't talk intelligently about iPhoto and iLife because I don't use it. My wife Lisa does, and so Lisa has been kind enough to uh, to join us. Really, I had to twist her arm and uh, and I only had to bind one of her feet to do it. But uh, hi, Lisa. (laughs) Hello. And welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here. As well it should be. Well, being that I've always been that wannabe geek, you know, this is, you know, pretty special. I should think so. All right, so... Uh, did you get the deluxe setup over there, Lisa? I did. I got this nice drum throne and 
my own microphone and I'm all set. I brought up the cozy drum throne. I could have sat you on that one over there. <laughs> like the comfy chair. It is like the comfy chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, are you guys going to talk about iPhoto or am I just going to sit here and uh, look like a schmuck? <laughs> John, what do you think? I can't see you. You can't see me and you um, talk to me all week. You can't mm. see me, so you can't talk to me, but you can talk to Dave and not see him? <laughs> Something like that. So, right. initially, the one thing I don't like, okay, I'm going to just wow. open this up with a bang. <laughs> wow. So, in the prior iPhoto, I liked using Homepage. You know where I'm going with this, Lisa? So, you could take your photos, take them, publish them to Homepage. Now, in the new iPhoto, there's a way to do uh, pretty much the same thing in addition to photo casting, which is cool, but that's another topic. But if you want to put it on a page, now it lets you do it through iWeb. Here's the bad news. The iWeb location is not the same as your old homepage location. Really? Which, yeah. Oh. Does that suck or what? Now, there is a help page that very nicely says to you, uh, if you're going to use the new iPhoto with iWeb, then your stuff goes here which is a different URL, because when it said, oh, because what I did is I was an iPhoto and I selected an album thinking, okay, I want to see what's going to happen. It said, uploading album, it knew my .Mac info, you know, because you have to have .Mac for a lot of this stuff. Right. Not all of it. And it said publishing. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's going to do something really cool with my existing homepage. It's like, add it and yeah. destroy it. Like a little so link I was kind of nervous. And then, yeah. it said, and then I clicked, you know, go to, and it's like a new page with just that photo album I published. And I'm like, all right. You know, it knows I have .Mac. It knows who I am and where to put stuff. Why did I put it in a different place? And actually, I looked up. There was a help message within, uh, and I'll look it up by, uh, while, uh, you know, we get some maybe more positive comments. <laughs> but that was a bummer for me because I have a lot of stuff on the on the prior version of uh, uh, iPhoto that I have using homepage, and now it seems they broke that. Though they suggest, you know, all right, on your homepage, tell people to go to this new place. But yeah, so so not very. That's uh, weird. Very on Apple because it's it's kind of like they broke the old thing and say point to the new thing. So that, now they may fix that because they've they've you know fixed a few things like the uh, yeah. mini store and stuff like that. They'll they'll so that one just surprised me because it was the first thing and the the, the thing I do most you know with uh, other than you know uploading photos for like when we were at MacWorld. That's the other thing right. which I love iPhoto for. Um, so. <laughs> So it can only get better from here. I, I hope so. <laughs> so. That's the one thing that bothered me, Lisa. All right. Well, you know, if there's only one thing, that's not so bad. I actually love iPhoto, but I, I don't do any uploading with it. Um, I use Photo Access or PhotoWorks or something like that, and then just do a link there from my blog. So um, I haven't had that problem. Um, have you used the full screen editing at all? That's something that I just love. I think that's pretty awesome. Tell, tell us, stuck, tell us yeah. a little bit, a bit, about, a bit about it so that the, uh, the folks out there that don't yet have iLife 06 can... Um, basically, what it does is you can click a little button and it'll bring your picture up to fill up your whole screen. And um, you can do your red eye reduction or enhancements or change your um, effects on your picture, whatever kind of editing you want to do. And you can even do multiple pictures full screen. So if you want to take a look at two pictures or three pictures and compare them, you can see them full screen and, um, you know, get a, get a better view at them than you can just in the little iPhoto window. Um, 
and and you're doing she lisa's using a a 1.25 gigahertz powerbook g4 to do this stuff how how's the speed on the full screen editing and and all that stuff i haven't had any speed issues um scrolling through the library i think is a ton faster than it used to be um and i love the little um see-through scroll guide that pops up now when you're scrolling through your library there's a little see-through guide that'll pop up with your date of your pictures as you're scrolling through the menu so it'll go straight from you know may 2005 to january 2006 or whatever you're scrolling through and show you that right as you're scrolling through your library up over your pictures which is pretty cool oh that's cool so you kind of have an idea where you are yep i think picasso does that on the windows side too if uh if I'm not mistaken, John, have you have you yeah. noticed anything about the speed on the uh, on iPhoto? Any comments there? Um, well, they always say it's got to be faster, but no, I do always. like that now. Yeah, like Lisa said, if you uh, you know, if you scroll through, I mean, I still, you know, I'm doing it right now, and it's uh, sixty percent, eighty percent, but uh, but I do like where it, you know, kind of gives you an idea of where you are because. Now, are you yeah, doing that on the same uh, machine that you're podcasting from, or no? No. Oh, okay. No, uh, doing it right now on the same. I was going to say because Skype didn't the, Skype uh, didn't G4. cut out so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was, was kind of worried no. when you said that. No, that's a, a yes, that's a G four issue. No, I'm splitting it up. So um, right. Um, so yeah, the speed. I, you know, I don't do a lot of speed intensive things, but it does scroll and it doesn't lag. It does go up. Actually, it's going up to 100. percent So you know, well, you as it should. I mean, there and yeah, scroll up and down all day through you know <laughs> thousands of pictures. Yeah, I guess it would take. <laughs> you might hear your <laughs> fan come on. Know. Now, do you have 250,000 pictures out there, John, yet, so you can test that part of I it? I have 5,000. 5, really? According to this. How many do you have about? Please? I've only got about 2,000 out there now. I keep archiving oh, right. stuff off, um, so I've got prior years just saved on DVDs and discs and multiple copies of them, so I don't have everything on my hard drive all at one time. Mm-hmm. Now, the bonuses. The bonus? I talk about. Well, some bonuses. You, you actually um, like parts of this, John? I, th- I thought it was, you know. <laughs> no, just... I hate it all. <laughs> Why I oughta? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, so yeah, I started off with things I don't. Uh, there's a there's a few other things I don't like, but no, we'll start with something I like. Is the calendars and the cards? The calendar looks finally. Cool. Oh man, I mean. For the longest time, I mean, every, every, you know, people, you know, especially Mac people would ask us, you know, uh, what do I use for this? It's like, I can't use iPhoto. It's like, no, you really can't. The other services, I think most of them, Lisa, you, you use these more than I do, but uh, some of them have Mac clients. Otherwise, you just out, upload through a browser, which is yep. kind of lame sometimes. Yeah, it's a pain in the neck sometimes. Um, it never seems to go upright, no matter what you use. But um, the calendar thing looks cool. I don't know how much you looked into it, John, but I found you can actually add your own holidays to the calendar. So, like, mm-hmm. if you want to make grandma a calendar for her birthday, you can put, you know, grandma's birthday on there or the grandkids' birthday on there. And you can even put pictures on each individual day as well as the big picture to go with the calendar. So I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the cards, because I know uh, the, the other day I was at a friend's and they got a card that was a custom one and but they had a Mac, and they're like, can I do that with the i like, oh, I don't think so. Uh, but now you can't. So that's a, another uh, another good area. Their uh, plans for world domination seem to be, uh, you know, <laughs> moving ahead slowly but surely. I did a like, test on ordering a card, and uh, I don't know if yeah. this is standard or what, but I ordered a card about 12 days ago and just got an email today that it shipped. That's a long time. So, yeah. That's- uh, hey, yeah, maybe... That's- 
I, I was I was wondering actually if that's only because they weren't ready to ship those cards yet, right? Because that's a new feature in iLife 06. Are there mm-hmm. multiple size cards? Just so we can tell the folks that don't have iLife 06 about it. There are two size cards now. There's a greeting card that folds over, and then there's a postcard. Um, I think the greeting cards are five by sevens, and the postcards are four by six. Yeah, I I wonder if maybe they weren't ready to ship those yet, and that's why. So if there's any of you out there that have iLife 06 and have been using it for these cards. I'm curious if uh, it, how quickly they ship. Even even a month from now, if you order a card, just it would be it'd be good to know if if they're actually taking two weeks to yeah. ship these things all the time, or if it's just a one shot deal, kind of a ramp up. Huh? Yeah, huh. you should send me a card, Dave. I should. Or I'll send you a card, or we'll we'll send each other. A card. Oh, how sweet! Oh my goodness! <laughs> what, but what they really card, need to do is enough with the peanut gallery. <laughs> They need to do what Hallmark Hallmark.com does and just address the cards yeah. and send them right to your recipients yeah, for man, you. Yeah, man. I don't need to see those cards. That's right. Well, that why, be... Wait, why couldn't you just tell them to make up 50 cards and ship them to Hallmark.com and <laughs> arrange with those guys to write up the addresses? <laughs> they're and they're actually go. good. No, I use them too, but I, I still address them myself. Uh, oh, no. You, you got to they... do it. Man, it's so cool because when you address... No, I don't trust... No, computers, they, yeah. it's not a computer. They hand write it. Seriously. You can check off an option, hand write. They, I do it all the time. I do birthday cards that way. Yep. It's awesome. They really hand write. They have some yeah. poor person somewhere And that person has like the most beautiful, no. perfect handwriting. And they'll, you can pick if you want blue ink or black ink. And it's great. See, what I want to do is, is have them write I like a really strange. I'm going to send you a card, John, from Hallmark with a really strange message on it. And I'm going to make them hand write it. <laughs> Those poor people. Okay. Okay. So we got Photocast and uh, iWeb and uh, it's a new deal too. Do we have anything else on, on your iPhoto list to talk about there, Lise? Um, basically, the books, there's more options now for formatting the books and the styles on the books. Mm. Um, I think now you got a photo book, right? I, I did One a photo those, book like, a while ago. little baby ones? Yep, I've used those too. Um, I love the little baby ones. You can only buy in three packs, but they're great You know, if you go on a vacation and... I always send them as a thank you note. I'll put together a little book of the vacation and ship it to whoever we stayed with, things like that. They're pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I haven't done any books with the new new iLife yet. So No. They have new formats of the books, though? They new. have a ton of new formats yeah. now. Yeah. There's um, all new photo book and um, just all kinds of different titles. There's a baby boy book and a baby girl book and all different kinds of formats now. Cool. So you give it... Two thumbs up, a thumb and a half up. Uh, iPhoto works great for me. I know John had some problems with the web stuff, but I don't do that. So for me, I totally love iPhoto. I have no problem with it. There you go. John, anything to add before we before we release uh, our, our special guest here um, and move on? Photocasting. Photocasting, yeah. It's cool, but it seems to be limited right now to uh, iPhoto and uh, Safari. Though actually, I'm sorry, Net News Wire? Yeah. 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 Um, also understands them, but they're doing some weird stuff because a lot of RSS clients uh, get kind of confused by the photocast feed. But it's brand new. But um, you know, if you're on a Mac or if you're using a yeah, actually on the PC side, it may be kind of rough. You know, I'm for I'm gonna while. oh yeah, but I'm sure it is. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to a uh, a piece of uh, listener feedback. Right? Did I get that right? Is it called them. listener feedback, John? Jump, jump. <laughs> you said you're gonna jump to it. John. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Matt Holt 
wrote in uh, actually last week with some 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 rants and complaints about iLife 06. So I'm going to hit the yes. ones. I'm going to hit the ones that that actually relate to what we talked about here. So uh, <laughs> with iPhoto, I guess with iPhoto, his only concern was that it doesn't use the the same image database feature that Aperture has. Uh, and of course, his assumption is because Aperture is not yet written for Intel because it's a pro app, right? So. Perhaps mm. that's uh, perhaps that's the reason, but he he seems to think that the next revision would have that, uh, and and he complains that the HTML coding from iWeb is uh, is is sort of messy. It's not horrible, but uh, but but it's not clean uh, HTML coding. Have you have you looked at any of that, John? Um, not the code, though. I've also noticed that the the iWeb web, uh, app, for example, I took something from iPhoto. Yep. Um, put it on the new site. And then when I tried to integrate that with a blog, yeah, it wouldn't let me drag one to the other. So it doesn't yet understand thing, yeah. how to combine project types. So that yep. I noticed because I would expect, again, as a Apple thing, that I could drag a photo library or you know a, a photo cast right to the same place, and it just had a little you know no sign. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, but you know that's something for the future. But uh, so it needs work. Uh, he he also complains not bad for oh, go ahead. for a good start. Yeah. Well, just for a, you know an initial thing, yeah. If you're starting from scratch, so, so I guess a lot of my complaints about some of these things is because I have a lot of legacy stuff, right? Um, so that population may not be too happy. But if you're starting from scratch, sure. And I I'd read something uh, online that, that that talks about something he uh, he mentions here, where he says that mm -hmm. uh, there's an error where uh, it can't the the media browser the thing that that lets you pull in different uh, I guess iWeb and GarageBand let you pull in things from all the other apps and uh via their media browser and he says that there's an issue where video files sometimes don't appear in this media browser and it's it's video files that were there prior to the itunes 602 update i believe and i'm pulling that from memory something i read i think on either mac fix it or mac os 10 hints so uh the, the solution is you have to copy all the stuff out of your video library delete it from your video library in itunes and then bring it back in and then that solves the uh the issue so hmm. yeah well we gotta you know we gotta get geeky every now and then so got it are we done with iLife I think so I think, I think it's getting a little too geeky iWife for me. what <laughs> <laughs> iWife that's right there you go well thank you thank you and uh and we'll uh, we'll uh mute the mic here and send Lisa on her way so we'll see how that goes. Let us know what uh, what you thought about that. Lisa, of course, was was very hesitant to do this because she hears all these other podcasts when people bring their wives on to to talk about things, and <laughs> and it turns out horrible. So, uh, so that that was her that was her main hesitation. Of course, she has she actually has real radio experience. Uh, I didn't have a, a pop filter in front of her mic tonight, so there were a couple of issues with that. Mm -hmm. But but she actually used to do. Uh, actual real radio back in in her college days in fact she's the only one in the house with a college degree and it's it's actually a journalism degree so there you go go figure go figure which uh oh we'll, yeah we heard that, from them uh, we heard from them at the beginning we'll hear from them again at the end so but that was a, a question we'll, we'll remember yes there's a prize yes is there a prize i have prizes well, there was a contest yes right. there was a contest remember Right. I do. No, I I don't remember. I uh, <laughs> I ran. <laughs> I ran away from that. Okay. <laughs> no, I I I have a, a CD to send to someone who figured out the band name. But I, I wasn't I I, yeah. I wasn't nearly as.
clever as I thought because I had published the band name to every single page of the uh, Geek Gap yeah. thing, the credits there. So it didn't take very long. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I, I want to talk about Yojimbo because it's one and and I. I've been trying all week to figure out how to talk about this because I think it's one of the coolest apps I've ever used in my life, but I'm not sure how to describe it. Essentially what Yojimbo is, and you really do need to go to barebones.com and, and check it out and check out the tour. They have a product tour. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, and, and, and what it is, is it's an information organizer for everything else. And, and by that, I mean, we have, Information organizers for our email, right? Our email client does that. Uh, we have information organizers for our photos, like we just talked about. We have information organizers mm -hmm. for our music, our calendar, uh, you know, all that stuff. Well, I don't know about you, John, but I used to, and I actually used another piece of barebone software called BB Edit. I used to have a list of mm -hmm. about 25 different text files I'd leave on, in a folder on my desktop, and it was just things going on and notes that I needed to keep about stuff that was happening, but didn't really fit anywhere else. And I, I you know, the same sort of thing that you might keep on a whiteboard or, or, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people wind up using stickies all over their desktop, right? Do you, do you do mm -hmm. anything like that? You're, you're, uh, you're not nearly as ADD as I am, John. But, um, but I put it in a, uh, electronic form and mm -hmm. then I have a palm. Yep. So a lot of these items here, I use my palm. Okay. Or, uh, you know, the uh, contacts and stuff like that. But that's, uh, I don't know. I just, when I got one and I thought, you know, before I got it, I thought people who have this are nuts. And then yeah, yeah. I really, and, and you have one to an extent oh, yeah. too. Well, so, yeah, with uh, the trio. So yeah. I use that for a lot of my uh, off-computer note-keeping. But, uh, but I can definitely see looking at the description of this. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot well, of stuff that well, the, just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't fit anywhere else. And so I started, and this thing's only been out a week, and I actually started using it uh, a couple of hours before we recorded the la last week's podcast, and I already was, was totally hooked and hadn't even mm -hmm. figured out half of it yet, uh, but just didn't know how to, didn't even know where to begin. So the idea is you just have a library of things, and the things can be a note, a, te a simple text document, a bookmark, a password, a serial number, a web archive. That's, I mean, that's your general things and the web archive is cool because you can actually take a web page drag it into yojimbo and it renders the web page fully in yojimbo so you do not need to go back to the website to see it you can see it right in there it's kind of got a three pane view sort of like your your modern email clients like like the uh, you know the, the exchange or, or eudora view where you've got you know your your list of things on the left and then and then sort of a catalog on the right and uh, and then the detail below that and the uh, and, and so you have the, these, these things, and then you can flag certain items if you, you, know, you want to draw your attention back to a couple of specific things. And then you can create folders, which essentially become categories. And you can have the same item in multiple different categories, which is very cool. And if you edit it, obviously in one, it edit, it, it's just editing the copy in the library. So it, it, you know, whatever category you happen to see this from, it will, it will see it. So I've got... Uh, a, a list of current text files, and then I've also got a folder, or a, not, a, not a, a collection, I guess is what they call these folders, a collection of current text files, and I've also got a collection called MacGeekGab, and in there I throw anything that might have to do with what I want to talk about on the on the GeekGab. And, uh, 
and it just it's great you, you've got i've got a little uh you can drag things right into it and and then it's also got this little tab that can sit pretty much anywhere around the edge of your screen uh, by default it's on in the middle of the right hand side of your screen and as you drag over to it it opens up and lets you drag things into the various collections and it just it already i am more efficient at what i do all day because of this app uh, and I, 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 they are not paying me to, to talk about this, although they, I, I was actually thinking today to, to let the ADD run rampant that, uh, that what they should, <laughs> that what they should really, this is a perfect opportunity for someone because this, this app is best described in a video cast, right? I'm doing my darndest here to, to tell you about this, but I, I know that I'm only scratching the surface at best and, and really you need to see it in action in order to fully understand it. And, and really, this is an, a great sponsorship opportunity. What these people should do is hire someone like me or, or someone else to, to mm -hmm. do a, a video demo of their product for them. And, uh, and I'll actually, I'll mention that to not only to them, but to our, to our ad sales department. So, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, they're I think, right down the hall. They're right down the hall. They're actually downstairs. <laughs> I know those guys. Uh, but, uh, but no, like seriously. It. You know, I mean, and, you know, be up front with the with the with the listener viewer, uh, you know, that this is a paid thing and, and then just do it. So anyway, um, back to the back to the thing. And it's also got labels that I actually haven't started using yet, but I could see that uh, that working, too. And uh, I mean, it's it's a 1.0 product. It needs new things. It needs more features like just now. I'm thinking if you had labels, it would be great to be able to see uh, all things by label. You know, and, and have a smart playlist or smart uh, collection pop up just for things that are that are labeled that way. But uh, mm -hmm. I love it. It's uh, and oh, huh, how could I forget? I almost forgot one of the coolest features about it. Now, I use a couple of different Macs. I have a Mac in the office. I have a Mac up here in uh, in the studio, the as of yet officially unnamed studio. And then I have a Mac in the house. It syncs its entire library via dot Mac. So anywhere I go, I can sync this thing. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, it's sweet. I really like it. It's, uh, and I, I know there's other apps out there that, that, that try to do this. And I've just, I've, tr I've tried them and, and they never hooked. Uh, I, they never caught on with me. I know. I think Devin think is, is like this on steroids. Even I, I think it, it's got more features and maybe that's why it didn't, it didn't catch me because it, it seemed like I needed to learn too much to use it. Whereas this is just, it essentially takes all those junk piles that you either, you know, your virtual junk mm. piles and organizes them. And you can throw pictures in here. I've got, you know, pictures and I think you could even throw a movie in here. Uh, but I have not tried that yet. But my guess is it would work. And the web, like I said, the web archive thing is very, very cool. Because I can just cool. pull it up. and well, like, like Spotlight, but a bit more focused. Well, but it's a library, and it does have a search. I mean, you can you can definitely search in the you know spot. And I think I actually think the library itself, and I may be incorrect here, but the library itself mm -hmm. is searchable via Spotlight too. So, so there you go. That's right. uh, Yo Jimbo from from Bare Bones. Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. Oh. So I got some stuff on the list here. Oh, oh man. Just so much rant worthy material here. Yeah, there was there was, was there where was do you want to go? Um, yeah, Garage Band six questions. You know, I I, I like audio comments. I I want to I want to explain wanna... to our listeners that I we really like the audio comments. 
Really? We didn't we didn't get a whole lot in the last week and nothing uh, I mean there's there's a couple that that sort of veer off the the beaten path here but uh oh maybe we can hit one anyway right we can we can we can hit an audio comment can't we John just to to get us out of the uh the thing we'll we'll talk about Tom because this is actually a, a valid Tom. question oh yes hi John Dave my name is Tom Blackton I'm a uh Mac user, I'm a student at a school in England, the UK. Um, just a question about the iPod. I got a fifth generation video iPod for Christmas, and um, after Steve Jobs' keynote at Macworld San Francisco, a um, firmware update was released that um, and when I pull down the menu button to turn off my backlight, instead of turning off the backlight, it goes straight to the main menu. I was just wondering if this is a bug in the firmware update, if it's just me, or if it's actually intentional. I was wondering if anybody else has had the same problem. Uh, it's not an urgent thing. Uh, you know, just something out of interest. Enjoying the show. Um, yeah, keep going with it. Okay, thanks. Bye. So I, I'm first very worried that someone was climbing over Tom's back while he was uh, recording that comment, and uh, and so I hope I hope for for your sake, Tom, that uh, that everything's okay. I'm not sure exactly what all that noise was, but uh, but the the question was valid, and uh, and actually he's right. I, I I actually did the update today. I don't know why I hadn't done it on the video iPod here yet. Uh, mm -hmm. But I apparently was was uh, was lagging behind. But I did the update, and sure enough, it uh, it it definitely uh, disables that that particular functionality where you hold down the 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 menu button and the backlight turns on or off. However, mm -hmm. there's now a a relatively new. I don't know if it's brand new, but there's a relatively new uh, option. If you go to settings and go to um, on the iPod, go to settings and go to main menu. You can turn on a option called backlight. And what that does is it simply mm -hmm. puts an option called backlight on your main menu. When you choose it, it turns the backlight on or off and that's it. It doesn't, there's no settings option. If you want to control how long it stays on or anything like that, you go into the, the, the actual settings, but this simply turns it on or mm -hmm. off. So you're one more click away than you used to be. But uh, at least it's at least it's an option. So there you go. That's uh, everything. All right, there, John. You don't have anybody climbing over you, do you? Uh, not no. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, I always wonder what's happening when I hear it, things in the background of these these audio comments. But uh, as you should, <laughs> as I should. Hey, there there was uh, there was an email here from from Sam Arnold. You know that's. Uh, that's uh very rele relevant and and so oh, I, I will read it photo. i will read it and, and then we can answer it together mm. hello it's sam arnold again a while ago i switched over from another computer to my ibook i copied my iphoto library over manually i didn't know about the migration system oh gotta use the migration system and now i have a ton of pictures yeah. that don't have the correct thumbnails i'm using os 1043 and iphoto 504 when I'm scrolling through my images, many of them look like they're another image, but when I stop scrolling, suddenly they turn into the image that they actually are. I could go through and export them all and was wondering if you have any ideas. I do have an idea. Do you know the idea, John? No. You don't know the answer? 
Um, right. Hang on. Let me I go to your answer, but I. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to go to Yojimbo because I I, uh, I actually found the web page and saved it in Yojimbo here. And I will put a link to the actual web page in the show notes. But you can – it sounds like Sam needs a rebuild of the iPhoto library, which in mm-hmm. iPhoto 4 or later, you uh, quit iPhoto. And then when you reopen iPhoto, hold down the command and option keys before you double-click iPhoto to open it. And then that will prompt you, if you want to rebuild the library, say yes, and away it will go. As always, what do we do before we do anything like this, John? Back up. Back up. There you go. Everything. Archive it. At least archive it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can do that now. Um, I had a few places I want to go. Security. Nah. We'll save that for later. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, we... we uh, you send it. Did you send it. That? Uh, we've talked yeah. about it before. It's on I, list. Michael, and the only reason I put it on here was because I've been using it as a as a means to get the AAC files that uh, that Michael, aka Computer Nap, uh, mm-hmm. so graciously does for us to convert the podcast uh, into the enhanced format. And do you, have you used you send it, John? Yes, it rocks. That's why I tell, it. tell tell them about Security. it. Security. Yeah. Tell um. Them. Tell them what it is. No. <laughs> no, they like to know what it is yes. before we start ranting about it. So basically, it's a service where, so say I have a big WAMPN file, and I don't want to set up FTP. I don't want to set up Apple Talk, or I can't, and emailing is too big. What, what happens is basically, and I would assume through a uh, HTTP tunnel, you sign up with you send it, you send it.com. Then you upload the file through your browser to them, and then an email goes to another person where they can download it. So... Yeah, it's kind of a temporary server. If your mail server or some server doesn't want to deal with it, these guys they'll do it for you. It's pretty and cool. And I- therein is my only minor concern is you don't want to put stuff on there that is like national security, right? Because even yeah. though they have a you know privacy policy, it looks good. You know, it looks like you know I don't think they're evil, but if it's kind of hanging out there, I mean, you know. Oh, if somebody um, if somebody has the link to it, they can download it. There's, I think that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, I, mean, I think you can. I didn't look in detail. I mean, that there may be a way to password it or something, but uh, yeah, you know, you may want to. I mean, there are things now, not that much on the Mac at this point, but like you know, PKZip and things like that let you yep. at least password a file. But oh, that's a good idea. I didn't. I didn't find anything built into OS ten. Um, I mean, there was PGP for a while, and I believe stuff it if you want to do a, yeah. a encrypted. Um, file that you want to send and you know stuff at expander is is widely available then uh, I think that's enough but that was my only thought is that I wouldn't trust a server outside of my perimeter whatever you want to call it right to, uh, right a file that is uh, interesting yeah that's right no I, I don't I don't blame you at all I think I think that's a that's a very wise and valid concern but uh, it, and I think they limit uh, you send it limits the number of times. I think it's only good for seven days, and I think something they say ten downloads. Of course, that probably means it's good for about fifty yeah. before they start freaking out. But uh, yeah, you know. yeah. Now another option is your uh, .mac space. You know, yep. you can, uh, you can pr- password protect that. Public and you know through the uh, the uh, system preferences. Yeah, you, I believe. Yeah, in the yeah. Uh, .mac preferences, you can set that. So, uh, but no, that caught my eye in uh, yeah. one of our random. Possible discussion topics. There you go. Do we have another random? Oh my! We have a lot of random. Hey, did you? Speaking of random, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna do it. 
I'm taking control. Your turn. Clone X2. We talked about making boot CDs for the Mac. Did you yeah, check out this Clone X2 thing? Sometimes. Well, Clone uh, X2, which I have in Yojimbo here, is uh, Jimbo. It, it will allow you to do a whole lot of different things. Uh, you can copy one entire disk to another disk and make fully functional mm -hmm. copies. But uh, hmm. it will also let you create, from what I understand, and, and maybe I'm reading this incorrectly, but we had a, uh, a listener that wrote in, and I, I apologize, I don't have your name in front of me, so please forgive me, uh, that told us about CloneX and said, yeah, they've used it. It's not exactly like the old boot CD software that, that has yet to be updated for Tiger, but it will let you create bootable CDs or DVDs with OS X Tiger on them. And uh, hmm. I'm looking... Oh here it's at uh i'll put a, i'll put a link in the show notes it's a big long disastrous url so try edry.com t-r-i hyphen e-d-r-e dot com yeah so that's that what else you, we're, right. ju we're just we're, we're running we're running we're running through the uh the list tonight aren't we um i see a potential rant thing intel no no not oh the intel stuff yeah we'll talk about the intel sure stuff. we can talk about the intel stuff we got Will some Intel time Switch some time. lead to rise in OS X exploits? Yes. You know my feelings on this? <laughs> well, it was, first of all, you have to remember this was an article on a rant. that was posted at eWeek, right? Isn't that right? E it, remember this, eWeek. eWeek, okay. folks. Yeah. eWeek, not Security Central. And not. he said, what it was, Paul Roberts that said uh, this could result in a steady stream of Mac exploits in years to come. I mean, I guess his idea was that, okay, because you can compile code for only one processor, maybe it makes it easier, but uh, it's a whole different operating system, folks. It's like, wait a minute, let me, I'm just going to jump to this, right? This guy's an idiot, right? Is that That's pretty much right, okay? He's a freaking idiot, because it, just because there's all these Windows exploits on Intel... How come mm -hmm. there's there's not the exact same exploits for say FreeBSD, right? And how come mm -hmm. all the Linux exploits that exist and some and there are many that do, how come those mm -hmm. don't apply to Windows? It's the same chip after all. <sighs> yeah. So uh, that that one, yeah, that threw me too. I mean, um, <sighs> no, I do not have you know. I did some surfing on this. I mean. You know, the processors that I'm used to typically, and, you know, there are ways around this either through the processor or software, which yeah. um, leads to another issue about bugs in the uh, Intel processors, allegedly. But, um, yeah, a lot of it is not that, I mean, it takes some pretty sophisticated stuff to take advantage of the flaws in the chip. Well, that's two different, that's two likely, different things, I think what you were saying right? is, so there's flaws in the chip and there's flaws in the OS, but I would say that flaws in the OS are much more prevalent, so... Because Intel is running on an Intel, I'm sorry, OS X is running on an Intel chip, which it could all along because they were doing it. Right. Um, I don't see that in and of itself because the the OS X just takes a more conservative, you know, uh, yeah, not as much as of late, but you know, especially in the past, that we take a more conservative approach about I'm not going to open up services unless they're necessary, stuff like that. Where Windows tend to be on the you know, I want to share with the world. Swiss cheese of operating uh, systems, yeah. Yeah. Just so much, I think, initially they assume that you would want to share things. Right, you know, a bad right. Assumption, I think. Right. Especially on open networks, you know, with uh, you know, cable modems and stuff like that. You don't want the neighborhood to see your pictures. Or maybe you do, but... Uh, I don't. 
Um, but, but yeah, it sounded like, you know, as the, the gist of the interview was, it's moving over to the chip that Windows runs on. So now there's going to be all sorts of extreme naughtiness. And, yeah. you know, like you pointed out, there's, there's operating systems other than Windows that run on Intel chips and just because they're on the end. So I don't know if we have any microprocessor engineers out there, please. Yeah. T- prove us, us wrong. Tell us That's we're right. wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know there are modes in some processors that protect against, you know, running certain types of code that, you know, is located in a certain place. So uh, so the hardware could certainly, uh, you know, protect against that if, if the developers choose to do so. But, um, yeah, to, to me it was a lot of hype and a lot of, you know, FUD and not a lot of, uh, but prove us wrong if you can. Otherwise, you know, I still see the Mac, uh, though, you know, bigger share equals more attention and, it could get to the point, but I still think they have inherently better practices also. Like, you know, what happens before you want to install something, Dave? Yeah. It's crazy. Before I install something, it's like, uh, dude, you know, can I have this password, please? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Windows is better on that, yeah. but I still yeah. think Windows, it's a lot easier, especially through email, for somebody to, come, you know, stumble across something that they won't understand the impact of. Yep. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, where I, are we? It doesn't Where you at? get it. Uh, I wanted to talk about this thing. I've had this thing on. We're we're just jumping here, folks, uh, and and we like this. We like the jumping. I like jumping. Feeds the ADD, which sitting down tonight. I need to feed because I can't move. Um, the uh, there, there is a a theft protection uh, for your laptop now. Mm-hmm. A new a new piece of software. I guess it's a software. Yeah, it's called Undercover, and it's from Orbicule. Orbicule dot com. And of course, there will be a link in the show notes. And no, they aren't paying us to talk about this. I just think it's the coolest thing. Uh, it mm-hmm. is, it, it, like I said, a piece of software that you run on your Mac. And what it does is first, it starts uh, pinging back to their server with the location of the internet location of your Mac, right? So the IP address. It also transmits mm-hmm. screenshots pretty regularly enabling you to see well the, the hope is that you'll see you know someone using your mac will reveal something personal about themselves and and that will then lead to you know you being able to figure out where they are and who they are and uh so that that's uh that that you know that's that's one thing now the second thing that it does is it starts to simulate a hardware failure and uh gradually makes the mac screen unusable uh, yeah, the erratic behavior will start, uh, and then finally it'll, you'll get a, 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 what appears to be an OS 10 error message on the screen stating that a hardware system failure has been detected and that you should bring it to an authorized Apple reseller at that uh, point when beautiful. it gets, when it gets to the reseller, it just shows a full screen message alerting the reseller, uh, that the Mac's been stolen and that it's become unusable. And then it gives you your, con- you know, the, the, your, the owner's contact information and all that stuff. So. And it's thirty bucks. I mean, you know, I, I, I actually haven't gotten a copy yet. And now that I'm saying this, I don't know why it's it. Yeah, every everybody should run this, assuming that it doesn't do this when you're using your own. That's Mac. nice. Oh, I think it's pretty cool. Product. We'll have, we'll have to look it up. But there was another one. I've seen them at the shows. Yeah, it's uh, it's similar. I don't think it goes through quite the. Uh, I love the social engineering part. Yeah, right. It's exactly it. You yeah. guilty person, bring this back to the dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get you on can oh that's great. That great that's great i love that extra added thing because i the, there are products yeah that'll phone home which uh, right right but i think that there was the uh, 
But this adds a nice twist. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think so. How's I the mean, band? what's that? How's the band. How's the band? The band's good. Oh wow, we're at forty three minutes. Oh, hey, I wanted. To, I, we're going to go a little longer yeah. tonight. <laughs> well, this week a box arrived, as often does here at, at TMO Towers, with a new product that that actually, as far as I know, isn't out yet because I went to the web page on the box and it came up with a you know under construction thing. So I'm not going to say talk about this. Uh, I I'm going to talk about it, but I don't know if I can say the name of the product. Uh, I, I there's actually a rumor here that they may actually even be sponsoring the Geek Gab later in February. I don't know, and I'm going to talk about it anyway because it was a box of speakers, and they're mm-hmm. it, they're these white cubes. Well, not quite cubes. Uh, they're they're about eight inches tall, two uh, with, with a tweeter and a and a horn in it, and they're they're just regular speakers. They're not USB speakers or anything, and they sound amazing. They they look like you know little studio monitors, really. Um, and have you know from what i can tell i have no specs on these nothing and i specifically didn't contact the company first because i just wanted to talk about these but uh, they've got uh obviously you know self-powered speakers getting a the mini one-eighth uh signal from your mac they're white they look great on the desk with the mac and they sound amazing with no eq from itunes just the straight signal out these things will rock your house. I'm, I'm in a soundproofed, well, a mostly soundproofed room, as we uh, as we pointed out last time. And I cranked these things up, and I could hear them outside the door a little bit. I mean, they they and they're clear. They look good. I have no idea how much they cost, so it, I could be you know talking about something that's that's out of most people's price range. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these things are awesome. And the cool thing is, they've got all the inputs that you need on the back. You know, your mini eighth, and and then. You know, it runs over to the other speaker. Mm-hmm. It's got a volume knob on it, and I haven't even come close to maxing out the volume knob on the on the amp in this thing. And then it's got on the top of it, it's got uh, a another mini eighth input and a USB uh, output, so that you can charge your iPod while it's plugged into this thing, and you can just power these things. You don't even need a computer. You just plug your iPod in, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. Pretty cool. So I think you got to send it to me. Uh yeah, they're set up here in the studio and they're looking pretty good, man. So uh <laughs> I, I don't I don't think they're leaving anytime soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I think we're uh we're uh done. Wow. That's louder than it should have been. Yep. Sorry about that. It came in. I was so excited about the speakers I uh I didn't grab the fader yeah. here, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. Right. Hey, so I fixed the Skype voicemail box today. Sorry about Ooh, that. I didn't realize that it was uh, broken. Yeah, I didn't realize that I had uh, that they wouldn't just keep auto billing us for it. I, I signed up for three months and thought that they would just keep doing that, and they didn't. So now I've signed up for twelve months. So uh, <sighs> Skype to Mac Geek Gab, and we will get your messages. I've actually made it part of my routine to pull stuff out of Skype uh, as, as on a weekly basis. Right. Yeah. So and and uh, thank you for sending us. And again, I don't have your name right in front of me, and we're trying to wrap things up. Uh, someone sent us a a. Uh, uh, a series of why can't I find them here? Mm-hmm. Newsvine invites. So both John and I have Newsvine invites, oh, yeah. and we will happily share them with you. With you. Newsvine is is uh, an interesting little service. We'll talk about it next time. But if you're interested, mm-hmm. we have a limited quantity of Newsvine invites that we can share. So uh, John and I will will happily share as, as we can. And uh, I think uh, that's it. Boy, I got a lot of stuff all over the place. I got to stand up when I do this. I got to. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do some audio. Different. We got the yeah you know, audio comments. Yeah, uh, whatever format. Uh, you know, we got a number two zero six 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 geek geek. 
good. Yeah, good one. Uh, website, MacGeekGab.com. Or MacObserver.com slash podcast. Audio comments to MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Let us know what you think. Send in some Stay audio comments. Subscribe. Stay subscribed. Stay. Stay. Subscribe.